0: This is Twat Teams, One Street from the Evening Telegraph, the only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week, back-to-back wins sees Dundee storm up the table, but United's stuck in the doldrums right now. Hello, I'm Tom Duffy, welcome to Twat Teams. With me this week, buoyant George Cran. Hello? and an even more buoyant Liam Finnan. Hello, everyone. Ooh. But missing Ewan Smith, who I is on a busman's holiday in England watching <laughs> premiership games. Does he know no, you can get them on Amazon this week? 7 99 a month, cancel the subscription at any time, and hopefully if you mention them on a podcast, you get it for free.
1: <laughs> he's yet to see a goal as well.
0: <laughs> I think he was at Wolves eh? and then, and he's going to yeah, Manchester yeah. United. Well uh, hopefully see some goals in that one. Uh well I mean we're go- we're obviously going to lack statistics this week if Ewan's not here, but uh I'll give you a stat. This is the first time he's not been on since the last time he's not been on. Does that count as a stat?
1: That works, yeah. I think so. It's a bit be- it's the best I can do. It's at our level, I think, of stats.
2: I've got to say, for the first time ever, it's the first time I've ever had to set my alarm clock for a podcast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, are you allowed to do podcasts in your pajamas? Because I still am. It was dark, George, when I put my computer on. I know. What are you doing to us? I'm I'm meant to be retired. Midweek games. I thought you old people go up at the crack of dawn, anyway. Only on pension day, George. That's for that's <laughs> that's, for, that's for toilet reasons, George. But then go back. To, <laughs> we then go back to bed. Have a right good sleep. Yeah. But anyway, let's get down to business, boys, and. Before we get into the current events at Dens and Tannadice, uh, it's only it's only right we should start uh, by reflecting on the sad news that um, Dundee legend Doug Cowie passed away uh, last weekend at the age of uh, ninety five. Uh, James McPake uh, had some very nice words to say about him after the victory uh, over Motherwell, and uh, uh, ironically, it's actually. 60 years this year that Doug left Dundee, but the fact he's still uh, held in such high regard by everyone at Dens shows uh, what a legend he was. And I mean, for those of you who think I'm a lot older, he actually left Dundee before I was born, but I grew up with stories of what a player uh, Doug Cowie was. In a. Uh, I can recall he is the only Dundee player, uh, certainly pre the Caneja's brief spell there, that I ever heard anyone say was better than one of his teammates for a while, the legendary Billy Steele. And again, if you take it that Billy Steele was one of the top players, not just in Scotland or Britain, but the world and his pomp, that shows what a player Doug Cowie was. Uh, I did actually interview him once because he played in two World Cups. Uh, and what I remember, he was an incredibly modest man uh, and loyal to his, uh, his memories of Dundee to the point where a lot of people won't realise Doug worked as a scout with Jim McLean after Jim McLean moved to Dundee United uh, and Jim McLean, I can remember, never took credit for the likes of Dave Nary, John Holt, Paul Sturrock uh, Billy Kirkwood, these kind of, ones, especially the more, l- like the more local ones, without saying Doug Cowie and a, and a gentleman called Davey Small, who we know of because he actually used to work for DC Thompson in their artist department. Uh, because in the early 70s in particular, they would go around uh, boys' games in the Dundee area and spot the talent. And as I say, Jim McLean never ever. Would take sole credit for the the conveyor belt of young talent that came through, particularly from this area. Without saying, Doug Cowie and Davy Small did a lot of the work and unearthed a lot of talent as well. Uh, and uh, uh, but as I said, that it, it was something that Doug didn't speak about because he was such a legendary uh, former Dundee player and a, a and a lovely man.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Tom. I mean, the first I got to to know Doug wasn't well I knew of him as a player but I didn't actually get to know him really well at all but I, the first time I actually learned of him was playing in the Sunday Boys Leagues in Dundee as a youngster growing up and he was a regular a regular at games not 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 just at my game at anybody that played Sunday Boys League at that time you would see him around the local parks every weekend drum geese. He obviously had a knife for Fair a player because he didn't assign yeah. you for
0: United. <laughs> no well absolutely absolutely <laughs>
2: But you see the guys that he did. I mean, he obviously played a massive part in Dundee's history and Dundee's successful history. But a lot of people don't, don't realise just how big a part he played in United's success as well. I mean, you're right, he did have an eye for a player. You've mentioned the likes of Neri, Ralphie Milne obviously yeah. came through the Sunday Boys Leagues, John Riley, etc. Any Any of the guys in the local area, they hoovered them up. And that was credit to him and and Davey. And also, you've got to say, Jim McLean for saying the most important thing for us as Jim McLean always did say, is, is getting the talent on our own doorstep. have we let that slip from under our noses, then we're going nowhere. And he did that. He did that. And United reaped the rewards from that through the 80s and into the early 90s. Never knew him as a player. He obviously, he looked like a big, fit man. You I mean, when yeah. you saw him, he was a, I mean, most of the, the, the pictures you see from the 50s, to be honest, like as a generational thing, everyone was quite small, I've got to say, but Doug stood out just for his sheer size and strength. So he would have stood out on the park as you, as you probably could imagine. But I'm just looking at, you know, this we do have some stats in front of us, kind of like the notes that are in front of us here. And, uh, you know, two League Cups, two World Cups, all-time record appearance, 446 games. I mean, what a, what, what a bunch of stats that is for, for that man. But I also know for a fact that, when he finished his playing career, I mean, like I mean, you look at those stats today. I'm sure that Doug would have been able to put his feet up and, and maybe go and go and stay in the Bahamas for the rest of his life on on the money he earned. But I, I know for a fact that Doug obviously had to go out and get a job, like so many of the top players in those days. When your, your career was yeah. finished, you still had to earn a crust. And I believe he went on and worked in places like the NCR and things like that. So he was he was well known throughout throughout the city, not just as a not just as a Dundee legend, but also he he, he made sort of. Colleagues in the workplace as well, and the fact that he lived to ninety-five just shows how how fit a man he was. I mean, obviously, you you need a wee bit of luck to get to that age, anyway. But uh, yeah, sad to see him go, but he'll always be remembered as, as a Dundee legend. There's absolutely no doubt about that.
0: Another thing I would say about him, and I mean, uh, I mean it's the only the only thing I should, I maybe share with him, all the pictures of Doug, you never saw him smile. <laughs> and you used to say he, he, he was he was a he was a he was a big imposing figure of a man looked quite intimidating but he was he was actually he was an absolute quiet spoken gentleman he was a nice nice man if you met him uh, and as the one thing he really didn't want to speak about was himself he was so modest uh, and it is uh, the, all our thoughts go to his family uh, uh, and the and remaining friends because he, he genuinely was a legend for Dundee uh-huh. and he would have been delighted to know this week that Dundee are they're flying now, and uh, I take it you two saw both these victories St Johnston, uh, yeah, midweek and yep. thumping a mother well, uh, mm-hmm. last weekend, yeah. And they're looking
1: every inch a mid table Premier League team now. Well, Paul McGowan actually, in the preview to the St Johnston game, he he mentioned just at the end of his, his interview, he was usually <laughs> he was uh. Pomegranate is maybe not the most positive guy he's ever done in an interview. But he speaks his he mind. <laughs> I know. It's great. It's fantastic. Great value. Um, but he mentioned about if he can keep playing like we did against Motherwell, there's no no reason we can't be looking at top six or challenging for it at least. And they're playing like that at the moment. It's so tight that they've won a couple of games back to back for the first time this season and suddenly they're up the table. They're out of the... Up to ninth challenging for top yep. six. Exactly. Was, I had a wee look at. Been September they, since they've been in the bottom two. Um, they're winning games, scoring goals. They probably should have scored more goals against St Johnston. To be honest, they could have scored more against Mullerwell. Um, they're keeping clean sheets though, which is massive. Yeah. Uh, that's that's three and four now because if you go back, there was a Celtic game before that, and then someone was one 0 before that. So, um, they've got striker banging form, uh, and Danny Mullen looking so confident. He could see the way he took his goal against St Johnston. He's, he's, he's flying at the moment. He's at the top of his game. So it's all looking good. Even injuries like Lee Ashkoff getting injured, everyone's hugely worried about that and the massive hole that leaves in the, in the back line and never even noticed against St Johnston, really. Liam Fontaine came in, did very, very well. Uh, showed all his experience and, and St Johnston barely they had a couple of wee moments but they barely led a glove on Dundee and it, Looking in in really good shape at the moment, although they they do have uh, a trip to Ibrox on Saturday, which might not help.
0: It's going to be tough, but the great great thing about it, Bear, if you look after 15 games as a promoted team, they've now got 16 mm. points. You would take that, yeah. And I was I, I was looking back as as George struggled to set up this week's podcast <laughs> not to give away any secrets. Well, thanks very much. And if you look at it, ironically, it shows you how things can change, albeit possibly temporarily. But if you look at the four wins. To date, they've beat St. Mirren when St. Mirren were in form. They've beat Motherwell when Motherwell were in form. They've beat St. Johnson, okay, not right in form now, but St. Johnson won two cups and and finished in a good league position last season. Their their victories have to give them a lot of confidence. Ironically, the only victory that you might have got, you might say, well, they should have, was Aberdeen because Aberdeen were in such a slump at the Mm -hmm. time, but so were Dundee in the one. And it is, I, I mean, it's now it's now a very encouraging place for them to be, isn't it?
2: Oh, it's it is Tom, and, and there must be uh, there'll be in training this morning, and uh, maybe just a light session or uh, just to check on the boys who maybe picked up a few knocks, and that there'll be a buoyant much place. later
0: this morning, Bear. It's yes,
2: still it's dark I, I've got to see <laughs> it. Will be it will be a, a, a buoyant place, and Tom, I go back to. Uh, maybe it was the end of September time when Dundee went to McDermott Park and they were turned over three one that day on a miserable day up in Perth. Um, that was with her because it was in Perth, but <laughs> a miserable day and a miserable performance. And St uh, Johnston must George it, jo- have. George and I
0: are Perthshire dwellers. <laughs> you
2: <know> how <laughs> you go here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was a really, the, you know, the tactics were looked looked wrong. The players looked off at St Johnston looked a mile better than them. And I think after that, when St Johnston went something like. I was at least seven points ahead of Dundee. I might have been nine points ahead of Dundee at that point. And Dundee looked relegation candidates. Relegation was staring them in the face that day when they walked off the park. And if you you told me then that at the start of December would actually be above St. Johnston in the league, I would have said you're you're having a laugh because it just didn't look like that was possible. But it just shows you how things can change in football. And Dundee seem to have found their way and, and they've got something really good going. And despite the fact that they've had... You know, they have had injuries to contend with. They've lost the likes of McGee and Byrne and Sheridan. And even Ashcroft, who has been massive, was unavailable last night for them. They're still able to churn out wins. And I thought, I mean, just last night's game, and we'll start with that, with the St. Johnston game. They fully deserve to win that game. There can be no doubt about that. And George is right. They they could have had a few more goals. You know, Mullen said, Big Xander had a great save from Mullen, McMullen's missed a pinch in, in the last 10 minutes. You know, mm. he, he should have found the back Anderson's had a chance at a shot at the goal. McEwen's gone close. And they really looked, the, the shape was excellent. You know, the, the setup was good. Defensively, they look solid. Fontaine came in and, and you know, never looked out of place. Legsden's comes. He didn't, didn't have much to do, Adam Legsden's throughout the game. But what he does, he, he does it well. A cross ball, under pressure, he comes and takes it. A ball in the danger area, it looks like somebody, It's St. Josemarie gets his head on, he, he gets up and knocks it away. And simple things like that make a big difference. And yeah, things things are looking good for Dundee at this point in time. The 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 setup, the setup looks excellent. Um, And, and they the do, like you said, Tom, they look like a mid-table Premier League team. Now, for a team that has just come up from the Championship, that's a really, really good place to be. And obviously they've got they've got to go to Ibrox on Saturday, but they've cut themselves a wee bit of slack, I would suggest. I never ever I don't like this saying, and George might touch on it with James McPeak, it's uh, you know, and it comes up all the time when you play the old firm away from home, the free hit scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think Dundee have bought themselves a bit of that. You know, James McPat will want to go and, and put on a performance. But he'll also have in the back of his mind the, the fact that they do play, I think they play, is it Hibs next week, George? Next midweek?
1: No, it's uh, two weeks. Or the following midweek. Uh, after the Ross County, right, okay. So, they've yeah. got,
2: well, they've, they've, they've got a chance to go there and, you know, give it a go again. Give it a go again. And we've touched, I mean, I, I go back to what we were saying earlier on in the season <clears throat> when I, and a few, I've got to say, it was, it was mainly me, but a few others said that, McGowan and Adam simply could not play yeah. in the same team. Oh, well, that would have been me too. Yeah, together in the <laughs> yeah in the, said it as yeah, well. in the yeah. Premier League because of their age and, and they the, the, they couldn't cover the, the the yard the hard yards. Well, James McPrake has proved us wrong yeah. because he's got them in the team. What I will say is he's got them playing in a, in a setup which they both can't play. He actually he's got um, McGowan playing in a more advanced role, but also. What he's done is he's got others, and I've touched on this before, that others like uh, McEwen, McMullen, Danny Mullen, boys who are, who are putting in extra yards to make sure that you buy these players a wee bit of time on the ball, a wee bit of more space. And it's working dividends for them. And fair play to them. They're going really well. But you, you know in football, things can turn pretty quickly. But what a start to the festive run. I think we spoke about it last week. Nine games. I was looking at it thinking, you know, i have said this, you if you can get a point a game in the in the Premier League, that is probably a recipe for survival. But because of the the start done they had, they were a wee bit behind the curve on that one. So that really if they could get twelve points from the nine games, they would be doing really well. Now it gets six out of six, what a start that is for them. Mm. And, you know, we saw last After season. After an
0: enforced three, three week break that nobody we would ever want in football. No,
2: absolutely. And we saw last season. I mean, Dundee have got. You won't run into bad form, but see when the good forums are. go and pick up as many Carbon points as you life, can. Yeah. You saw last season with Livingston, what they did under. When Martindale came in, David Martindale, and I think they went something like nine, ten games. Wins eight out of ten games they won, and it, it, he it, got them out
0: of jail. Boom, he boom, did here he, all week.
2: <laughs> he, he put them in a position where whereby they never had to worry for the rest of the season. So I'm looking at now you get you get greedy, Tom. You get greedy. Yeah. So you're, you know, I said I said if we can get twelve points, you're now looking for a wee bit more than that. But I've got to go, to Ibrox. And, and the most encouraging thing for me was George did a the the most discouraging feature ever for Dundee <laughs> fans last week in the telly when he says, "Let's look at Dundee's yeah. next three opponents: St Johnston." Uh, no Motherwell, last five league games all lost. St Johnston, last five league games all lost. Well, they've turned that one around. I think the one against Rangers, George. I think the managed to draw in their last we five. They got draw, games. yeah. Yep. Yeah, so fingers crossed. I'm looking forward to going to Ibrox on Saturday. And uh,
0: the way they're <laughs> and, playing, why not? They can they can go there with confidence. In fairness to George, I don't blame George for that Bear. I blame <laughs> you because you made him sit next to me for years. <laughs> <laughs> I rubbed off on him. That's exactly.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To be fair, that 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 whole feature just came from the the headline negativity. I told uh, you. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'd come up with the headline "Triple Bogey" and I, I just couldn't. I just had to write <laughs> it have it got then. to make it fit. <laughs> fit.
0: Yeah, don't so, give away the secrets to the public. Yeah. They <laughs> headline.
1: Think the headline story comes first. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. get a good
0: headline, <laughs> you've got to find a story that matches exactly. Exactly. Like I said there, Dundee are looking every inch at uh, a mid-table team, which should more than take in their first season up. Is the key now going to be consistency? They've shown they can do it. Do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, as, as Bear mentioned with Livingston last season, consistency takes you miles in the, in the Premiership, just because the clubs are so closely matched that you can see in the table now there's only about five points between 11th and 6th. Uh, if you get, even if it's not all wins, if you just put together a, a decent unbeaten spell, you, it shoots you right up the table. Um, and that, that's the first time this season they've put back to back wins together, which, and you can see how, how far that's taken them. Um, obviously, it's just the start. Um, hugely impressed with James McPick, picked out the two wingers for a special praise last night, and I think they've been absolutely brilliant. Um, I think. The biggest um, praise I think you can give Dundee is that Paul McMullen's been by far the probably most potent attack and threat since he arrived last, last January. But he's he's not even a standout at the moment, which isn't because he's not playing very well, it's because the rest of them have stepped up to kind of match his kind of level.
0: Yeah, it's, it's always good when you're on a, a show like this and you know you'll miss somebody out who deserves praise. Like yeah, you say, he's, he, Paul McMullen's playing very well. There, there's several of them. You're talking about praise there, George, and I mean, I've I've been critical of, of him in the past. I've been critical. Of, uh, Bear's been critical in the past. You've verged on the critical in the past. I'll get <laughs> there. I'll get there eventually. I promise. It's, it's still early. We've got all day. Um, James McPake. You mentioned them um, earlier. Danny Mullins formed three goals in these last three games. James McPake's a young manager. In a lot of ways, he's still learning. And any manager will tell you, you never stop learning. But for a young manager that's got brought in Jason Cummings, he's brought in Lee Griffiths, two names in Scottish football. But he's had, excuse my French, he's had the balls to say, you know what, Danny Mullins here and Danny Mullins looking better than Mm -hmm. the other two in training at the time. He's, he's He's waited for his chance. He's obviously kept working hard and uh, training. And James McPake's had the bottle. Maybe a better word than I used previously for, the, <laughs> for a family show. He's had the bottle to go, well, I'm
1: I'm going with a boy that I see is doing well. And he's been rewarded. Definitely. Then Lee Wilkie, actually, in his call this week, he, he mentioned that the manager deserves praise. Because you bring, you bring those t- types of players in, not only to bring you the talent they've got, but to get everyone else to step up their game. And obviously, Danny Mullins certainly done that. Um, last season, he was a big player. He maybe didn't score as many goals as Dundee fans would have liked or he would have liked, but he scored in the playoff final and he showed that in the big games at the end of the season that he was a man who could come up on the big occasions. And then he started the season, first game of the season, he, he was the man chosen to lead the line. And then he got injured, obviously, against St Martin and he was out for a while, but... Coming back from the injury, yeah, he's, he's, he slowly just made that made that, uh, number nine spot his own. He, he played well against Celtic. Dundee kind of got hammered a bit uh, then, just a few weeks ago. But he he was good. He held up the ball really well. He fights really hard, as we all know. His work rate's ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, but he's adding the quality that people maybe questioned before. Um, and he's shown a bit of belief as well. I mean, he said after the game against Motherwell, he believed he's, he's the best striker at Denz, uh, which I believe has caused a wee, a wee bit of fuss at Denz Park um, among the the other two. Uh, I think Lee Griffiths has, has asked him to show me show him his medals. I think <laughs> is the, the phrase I've heard was used.
2: George, George, just to see. To be fair, I mean the entire quote. I mean, if I remember rightly, yeah, was he believes he's the best striker at Denz Park. And then that's the headline from the, the article. But he said, "I believe I'm the best stick of this part." But I'm sure that Jason Cummins and Lee Griffiths would say yeah. the same too. You know, so yeah. that,
1: that hasn't that hasn't stopped them rubbing it in. I don't no, think. No, because uh, he's, he's backing it up. That's the thing. Well, Let's, absolutely. He, yeah, he could say these things and then nothing happens. But he's he's sticking the ball in the back of the net. And yeah, it's up to it's up to those. I mean, those two have. I counted up before the break, I think it was 349 club goals between them, which is crazy really to see them sitting on the bench. It's up to them to displace them now. They, they have to get on the pitch and, and score goals and that's, that's great for James McPay, that's great for Dundee. Yeah,
0: it's it's partly a, a, an old manager's answer to the board when he's questioned about the winnies he's spent back. And remember managers said to me in the past, you say, he, if you sign a player and the player you sign them to the... You sign the player to replace another player, and the player that's supposed to be replaced becomes your star. It's money well spent, of course it is. Yeah, and uh, and it's maybe maybe if uh, uh, John John Nelson or Tim Key says to James McPake, how much are we paying for those two to be sitting on the bench? He can just and it's great as a manager to be able to do that. He can point to Danny Mullins and well, that's why. Because he's gone, well, this is the level I have to be at to be in the team. And he's responded. So so in that sense, the signings work. And uh, 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 competition for places. And it's up to the other two to go and show Danny Mullin that they're better than him. But right now, it doesn't matter how many medals either of them have. Yeah. Danny Mullin's the best striker at Dead Park because he's yeah. scoring goals. It was mm-hmm. a great place for Dundee to be last
2: night as well, Tom. You can imagine uh, you're a St Johnston fan and you're watching it and your team's getting beaten one nothing, and they're, they're, they're getting turned over effectively and Dundee Dundee make make the substitution and they take off Paul McGowan and they're able to b- bring on Lee Griffiths you know it's a, yeah. I mean it's it's just fantastic position for D- Dundee and James McPake are in at the moment and, and on Danny Mullen I think what we're seeing now is a player who is injury free I think throughout Danny Mullen's career he, he's always had you know he, unfortunately for himself he's never managed to get a, a, a run of games where he's Certainly, Denz he seems to have picked up wee niggly knocks, and that that more serious one at the start of the season. He now looks fit. He looks like you know he's right on his game, and and he's getting his just rewards for it. And long may it continue.
0: Ah it's great stuff, and it's it's great for us to be talking in an upbeat fashion about Dundee. <laughs> but uh, thing about the, the the last two wins, it could mean you always settle for three nil against anyone, but could have been more. Uh, and I saw James McPake having a wee moan. Uh, which is it's the classic manager thing too. Like we've been saying two months ago, he would have done cartwheels for anyone. Yeah. Now he's like, oh, I thought we should have scored more against St. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's great again. It's great for a manager to be able to say that.
2: Yeah. Especially if you're being ultra critical, and, and that's what we're here for. Um, you're now looking and saying, well, have the the, the a wee bit more, a wee bit more. Composure in the box at certain times and being a wee bit more careful with our final pass. They could have had a few more goals off St Johnston, but a one nothing victory against the Saints is, you know, for, I, I think uh, George, I think the record was the last seven games St Johnston, yeah, or seven something like that. So
1: and nine against Motherwell, yeah. And you could see, you
2: could see you yeah. could see the fans. I mean, the fans responded um and like at the end of the game because normally it ends, I mean, even when they're winning games, the place will empty <laughs> empty pretty rapidly. But the fans stayed on it at full time to give them, give them sort of you know the applause for their performance and
0: they it. I it. Is it fair to say as well, dismissing the form of uh, the two teams they faced this week? Motherwell was probably Motherwell were in form coming mm-hmm. into that game, but it was probably an easier game for Dundee mentally because to beat them in the League Cup and they should have beat them in the league, and and, mm-hmm. and they know the they made a mess of it down at uh, Fir Park when they got beat 1-0 in the league earlier this season. They went to St. Johnson and they had a disaster. They had an absolute yeah. nightmare against St. Johnson and were well beaten. It's never e- it's never easy playing a team that's 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 beating you so easily to play them again as you have to do in the Premier League in a short, a short time later. So for all St. Johnson's recent troubles as well as them having those two cups still in the trophy room. It's
1: a big thing mentally for Dundee to say, right, we've turned this round in a short space of time. Definitely. And then James McPig mentioned that actually. One of the first things he mentioned after coming out to do the post-match stuff was that he's played Davis and side four times and that's the first time he's won. Um, and as we saw, obviously winning all, all the cups last season, uh, it's just a, a seriously hard team to beat. They may not be in the best place at the moment, but uh, you still have to battle through them. And they've got one of the best goalies in the league, who often seems to come up with a lot of saves against Dundee, which he did again on Wednesday night, including the one that hit the post. Actually, yes, I don't yes, know. If uh, you could see. Uh,
2: well, uh, we thought at the time, and the players' reaction suggested yeah. that. When I was McCowan, looking at
1: for... the I thought he was going to strangle the referee. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realise, but McCowan came out and did post-match and. He said that Xander Clark had gone up to him and said that even Xander Clark didn't know how he saved it. it just tells that you, was a great how, save. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure you could even really see it in the camera too well. But and then there's, there's kind of I was going to say local rivals, but they're kind of local rivals uh, for upset Dundee fans. But it's um, always been a
0: bigger <laughs> the, the, playing the Dundee teams has always been a bigger thing for St. Johnson than it is for the
1: Dundee yeah. teams. To be fair, but to go above them in the league. Speaks, speaks for him so where Dundee are, never mind where St Johnson are at the moment. Well, the manager's been talking a lot about uh, adding to his squad in January. But I think they'll certainly do that. Um, you could see in the, the team sheet last week, uh, on Wednesday night, they were uh, they couldn't even fill the bench because they've got so many injuries and quite a few long term injuries. So if he gets the right bodies in, then you could see an even better Dundee coming out the winter break after, after all these games. So all sorts of positives coming out of Dens Park. Just
0: just you saying that, uh, George, about adding his squad in January, I would get. depending on Ashcroft, it wouldn't surprise me if he would like another centre-half. But wherever he looks to strengthen, if you think back to the last time they were in the Premier League and Jim McIntyre's brief spell uh, in charge, I had great sympathy for Jim because without telling too many secrets uh, out of school, He'd said to the, the the local press at one point, I'm down to my second and third choice for signings because boys don't want to come because we're too far adrift uh, and I can't get the players I want. James McPake's problem might be, guys might look at Dundee's team just now and say, I don't know if I've got a game. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And... So he's looking. He's looking for good players who'll back themselves to get in. I mean, I, I mean, as I say, if if Ashcroft's out for a wee while, if you're a, if you're at an average Premier League centre half, do you really want to sign for Dundee because you might be sitting on the bench for an awful long time once Ashcroft's fit again? Hmm. That, I mean that
1: yeah, that's that'll be the thinking. But they can also look at the the. The squad numbers, I think Dundee's squads could be really stretched over the next few games. Uh, yeah, Just the amount of games. Oh, we could see it's already... Just yeah. the stress, I'm saying that as a positive.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the one problem you might have is players are thinking, oh, am I going to
1: get in that team? I want but then, yeah, the, the team's playing that well that you think, oh, I want to yeah. be part of that team. Yeah, well,
0: uh, you, you can attract better players and it's, yeah. it's a great great thing to be. It's, it's, it's always good. The other thing <laughs> I was going to say, and I... I I totally accept we're talking about different levels and different leagues, but is it better? And James McPake seems to do this. He seems to get better as seasons go on. But I I was looking, the one at the weekend against Everton, but before that, Brentford had started on fire down in the English Premier League as a newly promoted team and then lost, hadn't won for five in a row. And you always worry with things like that. Is is it the adrenaline? Is it the bounce of getting promoted? And then you find your natural level and you plummet down the league as as they were doing. Dundee are doing it the other way. They've had their struggles. They've taken time to get into the way of things in the Premier League. But as I I said earlier, they really do look a decent Premier League side just now, don't they?
2: They look to me as though they've just figured it out, Tom. The manager's figured out how to get the best out of the squad he's got, how to get Charlie Adam for a start, how to get Charlie Adam and Paul McGowan on the park and not lose in other areas. You know, tactically last night against St. Johnson they were they were they were excellent. Um, Michael Howard and absolutely murdered them up at McDermott Park. Last night he hardly got a kick of the ball. Hardly got a kick of the ball. You know, uh, you know, and the way they were set up, they just they just look so comfortable in it. Getting the ball in the middle of Charlie, Charlie Adams spraying passes and the work rate, as I say, from everyone else. Um McGowan, you know, complimenting um, Mullen up front, the, the wide men doing his shift. Going forward, but also doing a real, real shift going back. And I, I, I mean, I don't know, George. You, you'll probably be able to find this out if you if you dig deep enough. Who covers the most yards? Oh. You know, they've got these things on them, don't they? The opta things that tell you how much how much how much yardage you cover in a game. But that, for me, Paul McMahon must cover <laughs> umpteen yeah. kilometres in a game because he he he's away back at the right back end, and the next thing you see, he's running up the right wing and across across the park along the top. And but it's not just him. You, add Anderson, yeah, exactly. into, and you yeah. add Anderson into that. You yeah. add McCown into that. You add, uh, as, I, as I say, Mullen into that. And that's, Dundee have found their mojo at this point in time. That's not saying that they don't need to go out and look at players. I do think, like you said, Tom, I do think that you worry if, I mean, for instance, say one of the other centre-backs got injured, that would leave them really short. You know, you'd have to you'd have to start looking at, you know, maybe moving somebody in there that, that doesn't normally play in the middle uh, at the back, and also up front, I think they need something different. I think that with Sheridan being out, and it looks as though the, the poor lad's going to be out, you know, for the majority of the season, they do need somebody with a bit of weight up top to just to change things. You know, you can get it. Yeah. I think that the players have got Griffiths and 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 uh, sorry, what's uh, uh,
0: I'm having a Boris Johnson.
2: Oh, Josh. oh uh, yeah, I'm having a Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, <having> <laughs> forgive me. Oh, can forgive you know, me, can you yeah. not
0: get your Christmas tree lights on either? <laughs>
2: The cum dog. I forgot about the cum dog there. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cummins as well, but I think... I we wondered really... where you were going with that Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 that's... <laughs> no that's welcome to today's 18 yeah. rated
1: show, Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sorry. putting an explicit on this one, yeah. Like, yeah.
2: forgive me, as Boris said, forgive me, forgive me, has anybody been a pepper Pig World in the 20th ah. once? <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, but they do need a bit of weight, so I could see somebody of that, you know, that nature, if you're going to go and get somebody, bring somebody in of that nature. You know, just to, just to change things up a wee bit of the day, but they're, they're going along fine as things are. There's no doubt about that.
0: Two things before we move on from Dundee. Firstly, not the to Dundee. You never believe this. I just got an I just got an email from Amazon popped up on my screen, and I was oh like, no. "Hello, shameless plug." Gets f-. And they wanted they wanted us to buy something. I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> but but back to Dundee, George. You uh, have a wee bit of transfer uh, speculation or news. I believe, James McPake and Dave McKay have had a weekend in Dublin. And and bizarrely, they've got a football match. I never, (laughs) never never, never, did that when I had
1: a weekend in Dublin. Well, I'm sure they enjoyed themselves uh, as well. Um, Yeah, uh, James McPake told us last week the two of them were away to watch the the Irish Cup final, Bohemians against uh, St. Patrick's. Um, And then, pretty much as soon as we got that news out, news came from uh, from across the water in Ireland at uh, Dundee and quite a lot of clubs were looking at the striker, Georgia Kelly, who's uh, top scorer in Ireland this season. So I think that maybe tells you better that he is looking to yeah. replace Kelly Sheridan Sheridan uh, in January, whether it's, it's Kelly or, or somebody else. But he did stress that he was going to look at more than one player. Um, there was actually a, a few local links in that game, uh, not from a Dundee point of view, but we'll speak about United, but uh, Billy King... Ali Coote and Matty Smith, I think were, were all were all involved. So, um, but I, th- I think it was more the, the the kind of local ads over there he was looking at. But he's he's made it, he's made it very clear that he's, he's certainly looking to to add uh, new new faces, and he's mentioned pre contracts. So looking at that again, obviously they got Paul a pre contract uh, a year ago and managed to get him in in January. So that that might be a route they go down again. Great business and. Mm. Nice
0: to be upbeat in this festive season about Dundee, but after this, it's a wee bit of a downturn, I'm afraid. Right, moving on to United. It's a funny one, United, isn't it, chaps? And especially we'll have to watch because we've got we don't have you in here to be optimistic about everything. <laughs> but um, you now look at it and it's crept up on them, one win in the last six and. Is it? I put to both of you, is it fair to say the pro the problem might be right now that they have the same problem when they were winning? They don't concede very much, but they don't score very
1: many goals. And this is what can happen. Tight games can go either way. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I can see that. Obviously, the game against Muller was on TV and watched it. Ewan was there uh, working before he headed, headed down south on his... Uh, He's John. Um, United, the, the, they kind of pushed towards the end, but they never really looked like uh, opening up Mullerwell or, or, or being able to get that equaliser. Mullerwell um, were actually quite surprising because they were very poor at Dens Park at the weekend, but it looked like a completely different side. Uh, that came up against United.
0: I haven't seen Graham Alexander's interview uh, after the game at Denk. I think he gave him a kick up the backside. Yeah. I did I did think Tuesday's maybe not
1: the best day to be playing on because <laughs> yeah. he was raging with him. Wasn't he me? was, I mean, United, their form isn't great, obviously with a one win in six, but league table still looks pretty positive reading. Um, the thing is, they've got, like Birkin I mentioned, they have credit in the bank going to Rangers, but United have... Full, and, and Tam course have an immense amount of credit in the bank already for the way they've started this season, and the nature of the Scottish Premiership is that because teams are, are so tight, and as you mentioned, United's games tend to be very tight uh, and close. Close things, one nils all over the place, often because they don't score <laughs> when they're on top. To be yeah. to
0: be fair to them, they are they play a lot. A, a lot of their one nil victories have been very convincing. Yeah, but there's still that thing that the the they're not quite scoring enough goals, are they? I,
1: do, I, I don't think that... They were obviously one up against Ross County for uh, a lot of that game, or the same half of that game, anyway. Um, and it was a surprise that they didn't see that out because of the way they've been able to see yes, their games for, for the rest of the season. Although, I'd, from all accounts, Ross County probably felt unfortunate to be behind.
0: Um, As you say, it was, a, it was a surprise they didn't. And, and look at, looking at the footage of a goal against 10 yeah. men wasn't the best. Wasn't, wasn't really a goal you should lose the, the the free kick was given away poorly and they didn't defend the box very well which is which is so 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 unlike them Bear in a way you you always think defeats are what really sort of upset you but in a way will they be more disappointed with that Ross County uh, one because they were they were in a winning position yeah yeah I think that's and, case. and they've shown time and time again. This season, that that's a position they're more than capable of holding on to. Whereas Motherwell, a terrible night. Saw Tam Court say, if it'd been nil nil, he thought the referee might have called it uh, abandoned the game in the second half. Yeah. The other, the other thing about uh, Tuesday, for all they didn't play very well, hell of a goal from Tony Watt. You don't, <laughs> yeah. you don't it's, lose to yeah. goals like that very uh, often. Yeah,
2: you know, just on on that goal. I mean, I've seen Tony Watt and. Going back to his days at St Johnston, and he's an infuriating, he is yeah. an infuriating player to have in your team. But what he does possess, Tom, is a, a really high level of quality, and you saw that. that there's very few players in in the uh, Premiership could have pulled that goal out. On you know, I mean, he just he knew exactly when that ball rolled to him. He knew exactly. He didn't even. He hardly had a look at the goal. He knew exactly where the goal was. He, he, he's got up past probably the best keeper in the league. Which, which you could say, I mean, I mean, all are certainly one of the best keepers in the league, and he's beaten them all. Ends up by, by curling. What, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a chip. Anyway, it's a, oh, a, a curling, a curling yeah. effort. He knows he's curled it beyond them. And sensational finish. And Tony Watts got that in his locker room. And he, you saw glimpses of it at Dens on on Saturday. You know, if anything was going to happen. Tony Watts has got that. He has got; he could produce something out of nothing. And uh, unfortunately for Dundee United, he didn't. And it was enough to win the game. And like you say, Tom, you, you hit the nail right on the head. When United are doing well, it's always been sort of narrow margins. And when you, you're consistently doing that, of the pendulum swings <laughs> just slightly and you're slightly off it and you start conceding, then you're going to start losing games. And that's, that's the way it, it is for United at the moment. But I don't think this should be too downbeat. I mean, it was a, a, a tough night at Motherwell on... Uh, it was it Tuesday there but you know I think the conditions they weren't great but they were the same for both clubs whether the referee would have stopped it or not I don't know I think that they'd gone that far into the game it did the last yeah. 15 minutes or so it started mm. to get a bit a bit ropey the ball wasn't moving really that great but I've got to say the park for, I remember the park used to be a <laughs> quagmire they used to have real it's problems and it looks a great pitch at this point in time so fair play whatever they've done has certainly worked I mean it, it held up really well um, but you couldn't really find that that equaliser. I think you're right, Tom. though, going back to your initial question: the, the losing the three points up at Ross County when they had their hands all but on them. You know, you're in stoppage time, and it's not been like Dundee United to lose that a goal like that. And that, that's that's gut wrenching when you think you've, you, you could have had the win because um, wins are so important. I mean, as we've seen with Dundee, what you can do with those three points it makes makes up for. I mean, you can go nowhere with draws, effectively.
1: The bear, I'm amazed you haven't mentioned uh, your fan cop yet. What's that? I mean, he's got, Louis Aperi scored, well, scored his yeah, first goal in about a glad I'm,
2: I'm glad to see he's back. Delighted. And yeah. you can see, he, the lad's got something. He's got something. Ah, he he, yeah. well, he, well, he's another boy that I think could be maybe infuriating for a manager as well. But when he gets into that box, he's got really quick feet for a big man. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 tends to get, he tends to get shots away when you do done. I think he's going to get a shot away. So I'm glad to see that He's back in the in, in the scheme of things. He's back in the plans at United. But I think I, I don't think United should be too downbeat. Like you say, they're, they're still sitting quite well. They are sitting pretty, twenty-five points after sixteen games. Yeah, and it's not as if, it's not as if they're being turned over. And I still think that when you've got the likes of Charlie Mulgrew and 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 Ryan Edwards, the ingredients are there to still go and be successful with, with Seagrist as well. You've got the you've got the the, the core of the defence there that that gives them the platform. To go and try and turn things around in the middle of the park. and they missing a couple of boys at this point in time. You know, it's John Fuchs. Uh, yeah, he's been the, a big uh, man. Gen- yeah, He's yeah. been a big, big player yeah. for them, hasn't he? Um So yeah, I mean, I, disappointing for United, but nothing that's nothing that I, I would be overly concerned about at this point.
0: I was going to say, is it is it one of these uh, situations? Given their overall form, it's been so good this season. Uh, the nature. The nature of the wins and losses is that one of these situations, as a manager, that you just say, "We just need to keep working hard and doing do what we're doing, because it will. It, we've shown it will bring us success. We need to know the level that is required for that success, mm-hmm. but we're doing the right things. And 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 in fairness to Tam Courts, for all for all he said that he thought the game might have been abandoned. Yeah, the first thing he said was, "We didn't." Yeah. Well, let our level drop a bit, and we didn't deserve to win the game. We des- deserved that result on our performance. Yeah. He-, he wasn't making excuses uh, with the pitch, in fairness to the
1: boys Yeah. But saying that, I mean, obviously they, they didn't play well. Um, but, uh, and Mullerwell did play well, but United kept themselves in that game. I yeah. mean, they could, they could have snatched something, and they had plenty of set pieces. Dan Watson came on there and, and added a bit of spark. I, I thought he was quite good. A bit of pace down the flank, and, and the balls were coming in the box. They just couldn't quite hit their target, but there was chances there to be able to snatch something, which tells you that there's still plenty going right at United, even if the performance isn't isn't going very well. They can keep themselves yeah. in games. Every so team has every team's balls. going to have a dip. Yeah, no team's going to go the whole season without
0: a dip. And if you, I mean, ironically, their heaviest defeat was a game that actually played very well in when they got beat five two at Hearts. It became a Almost a ping pong basketball type game, if you like, you know, it was end to end, and and, and hearts scored more of the chances. But uh, what they've done so far is a formula for success, isn't it?
2: Well, it is. I mean, you just have to look at the points that they've got on the board. I think it obviously is, you know, they've had a few setbacks, and it's how you deal with those setbacks. It was never ever going to be. You know, United were going to keep churning at one nothing wins. If they did that, they would be up there challenging Celtic and Rangers at the end of the season. Now, come on, I mean, let's be let's be realistic here. There's a lot of teams in that Premier League who are well well capable. There's there's very little between the teams, Tom. You know, you take Celtic and Rangers out of it, which you can do because of the finance that they've got available, and you put the rest of the teams in the hat. And on any given day, you could come up with any given result. Now, the fact that United have come out on top, and on most of the days, shows that they are doing doing something. Correct, but they have had a wee bit of, of a dip, and it's you know it's up to the manager. That now, it's, now it's, a, it's a wee it's a wee test for him. Everything has been going along quite smoothly, and, and fair play to him because if you'd said at the start of the season that they'd be where they are right now, you know, a lot of people would have looked at you as if, if you need your sort of your head tested sort of thing, you know. But uh, um, yeah, he's got a he's got to maybe 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 tweak it slightly, have a look at how he's set up, and and. But the one good thing is the games are coming thick and fast at this point in time, and uh, yeah, I've, I've I've I feel comfortable with United. Are. I, I don't see any reason to be like I say overly concerned with their position. I'm I'm pretty sure, you know, they will pick up they'll pick up points over over this period. But at this point in time, they're on the wrong side of that. That pendulum has swung slightly to the opposition. What they've got to do is tweak things again for them. You need a wee bit of breaking football. And the pendulum will swing back, and i will be three points on the board
0: sooner than I think. It's so often happened. So I had this with Dundee earlier in the season when they we weren't going well. When, when when things aren't going well on the pitch, stuff comes out behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. A bit of a <laughs> bit of a spat between Tony Askar and uh, and former former players and uh, fans organisations. It's it's it uh, I must I I must admit I must be totally honest. It's a thing that grabbed me professionally, but now, now I've got my white beard <laughs> and my pipe and slippers. I'm like, w- when's the next game? So, talk amongst yourselves for a couple of minutes and <laughs> yeah. explain this.
1: Explain it. Oh God, it was. It's a. I, I found it a very strange t- statement uh, to go out, out with uh, through the club uh, club website and stuff because I'm certainly long. Yeah, um, the, United
0: have always done long statements. It doesn't matter who's in charge. The team continue this. I can remember saying, "It's ten minutes. Ten minutes to deadline. Can we get a quick statement?" (laughs) And they would come back nine and a half minutes later with a thousand words, and you
1: would swear a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, there's a bit of a stushy going on uh, behind the scenes. I didn't really think it required a a club statement coming out because, obviously, it's been a big deal for a lot of people connected with United. United fans a bit of hearing what's going on maybe some of it's not correct and tony askers felt he has to address it but he's kind of highlighted that there's a big argument going on behind the scenes to the entire country and now people yeah. dundee united fans who didn't really know anything about it are now saw that statement and thought oh what's going on here and, and then kind of dug a bit deeper and he's maybe inadvertently kind of spread the rumors even further that maybe haven't been true or some parts have been true or, or whatever, but even for myself, because obviously I'm, I'm the Dundee writer, so I've not been on the United beat for a wee while, But and I hadn't looked in depth to all all this stuff going on uh, on social media and things like this with the memorabilia at and, and stuff. But as soon as I saw the statement, I had to try and find out what was going on, and I, I think that's maybe backfired a little. Um the business club have, have kind of hit back a wee bit. They, they maybe queried some of the some of the statements from their end how things that had happened with uh, the inventory of, of all the items and things like that. But it feels like a bit needless I, I, is the word I, I would describe it because it, it's just kind of highlighted to the rest of the country that maybe not not everything's going swimmingly at Tanadice as it maybe looked from the, the outside. And it is, Bear, a thing that uh, you and I in particular have been around for a lot, a lot younger,
0: a lot longer than young George there. <laughs> and it's, it's still a relatively new regime at United. And, uh, and I'm not getting into the, who's right and who's wrong here, but how many times have we seen fans, groups, and former players that are still around the club and, and helpers? There, there's friction there because things are done in a different way. Yeah. From what they yeah. used to, uh, and that that causes problem. And and the, the, I would stress as I plant my backside firmly on the fence, <laughs> there there is right and wrong in both sides usually, mm. in these instances. But it is uh, what the first thing that struck me when I saw the statement. This is classic sort of, uh, and it's it's that timescale. The new regime comes in, and obviously the first thing they look at is the, uh, is the what's on the park, and they start tinkering with other things. And that's mm-hmm. when toes get tread on and 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 people feel offended or, 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 or overlooked or unappreciated and stuff like that. So it's it's happened at a lot of clubs down the years, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, it's not a good place to be. You want everybody singing from the, the same hymn sheet. And if they're not, then I mean, I mean, from a, a newspaper point of view, we like to know what's going on. So the fact that they're going public and both sides seem to be going public is
0: is, is good news for us. <laughs> but it's, it's, get tonight's evening telegraph now, now that it's light and the shops are actually open. Yeah, John. don't hear your
2: dirty wa- washing in public. Yeah, hey, that's no. that's a, that's a secret. And uh, ach, you know, the last thing you want to to, to, to go down to is you know, is, is tip for chat. So the club are saying one thing and so. That that then gives the, the different the fans groups and there's different fans groups and you know different factions and they all, they all want to hit back and ideally what you want to do is if there's a problem get you know the fans groups get the the, the people who organise the fans groups around the table and explain why you're doing something behind yeah, those doors. Think so, I think when yeah. I saw the statement coming out, I'd be honest with. You, the first thing that struck me, Tom, was the actual length of it. You know, it was <laughs> first you know, thing that struck you as an
0: experienced sub editor. was, oh, like <laughs> how, how we going to
2: get? How we going to get? I always remember actually the, the worst ones were the, the financial ones because, oh. like you say, when you, you actually had to read through these things because you might have missed an absolute, you know, bombshell that was tucked away in the third page of a, of a statement. But when I was, you know, fortunately, this, this was more to do with sort of the, the, the rumblings going on behind the scenes at United. But, you know, why why the club felt they had to do that and and, and go public? you know, you surely realise that there is going to be sort of a comeback on that. And the last thing you need, going into a busy festive period when you want everybody on board, is, you know, a, a, a game of ping pong. They say this, you say that. They say this, you say that. And it's not that great. It's not that great, especially when the team are maybe... Yeah. Uh, struggling a wee bit because the, the, the fans can suddenly quickly turn you know away from the team and start looking at other oh, matters you know when yeah. everybody should be pulling together so hopefully they can get it get it sorted out but you're right I think the one thing we do have to recognise that there is a new regime that in there at Tadice. They've had to they had to go through a period of you know s- severe financial disruption with a pandemic. It's not what Mark Overground would have <laughs> certainly not what he would have wanted, but not what he would have expected. And he certainly shelled out a lot more money than he probably thought he would have had to when he when he first bought the club. And things do change, regardless of the pandemic. You get new owners and things changing. We've seen that in yeah. our own workplace, and sometimes you, you you just have to accept that. That's why it's no longer my workplace. No, exactly, mate. <laughs> exactly. Let's <laughs> right, see, see
0: him get a yeah, move.
2: Exactly. <laughs> but but and that I've got to say is life, and, and you've you've got yes. to, you've got to move on. But the
0: mo- most important thing is that
2: they're all trying to get get it resolved. They'll let's get back. Let's get back working together for the benefit of Dundee United Football Club.
0: Yeah, uh, th- and to be fair, I said say that it often happens. With- uh, new Regimes, you mentioned Mark Ogren there. He's actually done a very good job of building relationships yeah. with the fans. So that's maybe, uh, this is one instance where if it, uh, it was going to happen at one club, you'd probably be a wee bit surprised right now it was United because he has done very well at reaching out and making making fans feel
1: uh, they belong. Yeah, they had maybe that one disagreement maybe a year ago, 18 months ago. The positive thing in this situation is that they, they cleared that up pretty quickly and then they got back on board to two sides. Basically, it doesn't matter who owns a
0: club, whether it's one person or a dozen people, you basically need one person to make the day to day decisions. And okay, then if it's fans who own or if, or if it's a consortium, every six months or a year you can review that person's performance, but you need someone you need someone or one or two people running the organization uh, then it works it's a classic thing if there's too many cooks it doesn't work and this mm. is this is part of the problem where you get fans organizations with the best will in the world that they have Oh, well, we we've always done things that way we've done, there has to be a bit of give and take in these situations where people say well they're new so we'll have to listen they've put the money up this is the way they want to do it and then base your base your judgment uh, on that. But to try to move this back to on-field matters, because that's all that really matters. Game on Sunday against Celtic. A, it's a tough one. B, is it actually going to take place? I see there's some doubt after Storm Arwen. The Jerry Kerr It's not
1: blown down, but there's a bit <laughs> loose or something like that. Yeah, well, there was... Um... It actually almost ended up in the ma- the Dundee-Mullerwall match being called off, uh, surprisingly, which I, I think Dundee to give must her be the a, only to give a shout.
0: My daughter texted me from up north where she said, what's wrong with Tannadice? And this was on Saturday afternoon. Like, what do you mean, what's wrong with Tannadice? United, <laughs> United are playing closer to your house than <laughs> Tannadice. And, and, and you know, Dundee, have, Dundee have tweeted. Uh,
1: yeah, it was what happened, the oh, there were... With the storm, the, the, there's a problem with it. The roof at Tandij's bits were coming off and the security people at Dens Park ahead of the Dundee Mullerwell match actually wanted to call the Dundee game off because people getting into the stadium and stuff, uh, there was a bit of risk there. Dundee eventually managed to convince them to just shut the road and, and kind of get on with it. Um, so uh, it was interesting that uh, it's only in Dundee, I think, that um, a problem in another stadium could get Yes. A game called off, but... Um, Hence the
0: name, yeah. Two Team's One Street, <laughs> Exactly. It's right up our street. <laughs> I'm sure that they'll get it fixed, though, won't they? I would, but I, United are usually very good at that. And it's the the, the stand at Tannery tends to be sort of... Um, I'm reluctant to use the term corrugated iron because I might be showing my age, but it's that kind of thing. <laughs> I think they can. I think they can bolt bits back together. Hopefully, and I see United say they're actually quite confident that, that it'll be sorted in time. Yeah. And if they can well, make it, if they make it safe, even if people can't sit in that section, it's where yeah. the the Jerry Kerr stand. It, it, it keeps, d- it keeps yeah. a distance between the opposing
1: fans, so it might be a good thing. It'd be an interesting one because obviously United beat Rangers, uh, Thomas, already this season. Yeah. Celtic, their front, their front line are pretty scary though. That's yeah, uh, that's if, the if, thing. If, if I'm United, I want uh, for all the recent
0: uh, travails that we've highlighted. If I'm United, I want that game to go ahead because United yeah. are more
1: than capable capable of doing what to
0: Celtic what they did to Rangers earlier yeah. this season. I think
1: the Celtic back line is is a bit creaky. I would say every every time I've seen them. If you can, if you can figure out how to get at them, yeah, yeah, which is sometimes yeah. the the problem. The
2: key, the key to doing Celtic is, of course, as as, as we've seen, is do, don't let them score early on. You know, the, the like yeah. they always start off like like a rocket, and similarly, s- start the second half will start off like a rocket. But if you can keep them quiet and hold your hold your ground, then you can build your win the game. We saw that with Saint Johnston in the semi final. A few weeks back, and, and United, are, I think United and Saint Johnson are quite similar sides in, in terms of way they're set up. They're pretty well drilled at the back, so if, if United can get a foothold in the game and just keep it nice and tight, and you know keep Celtic quiet, quieting down their fans, do exactly what Dundee didn't do <laughs> against Celtic. I've got to say, you know, um, and and don't let them run all over the top of you. I um, think that will be yeah. Tom
0: Court's team talk.
2: Then <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I yeah. do a
0: Dundee now. No, then I do there. a
2: Dundee. Actually, you're right, Tom. I think it's a great game for United to have because it's probably a game. I thought you meant I mean, it's a great team talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Tom Court has got a few good team talks. Having having done the five junior circuit, he'll have a few things up his sleeve to say to the players. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a great game for United because we, as, there's maybe less expectation, shall we say, on United to. To go and actually win this game, and I think that suits them down to the ground because I think you know you can are more than capable defensively keeping Celtic out and being really solid, and then that gives, as I say, that gives you the platform then to go and put your own mark on the game, and hopefully they can they can
0: find a few goals themselves. Great stuff, lads, and I'd like to thank uh, George's young daughter for. Joining in towards the end there—that was very nice. <laughs> it makes after yeah. after my X-rated start, that gives it a nice family feel to finish <laughs> off. With. I hope she wasn't listening at the start, George. Mm. Goodness oh, no. sake! Oh. oh, I can hear her again. This is great. This is what podcasts <laughs> are all about. It's, a, it's 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 the rawness of broadcast. real broadcast, journa- broadcast. journalism. Broadcast from home. That's like that's me,
1: professionalism—that's what we're all about talking to professionalism, my
0: computer screen went black there hopefully that's that doesn't mean we'll have to start again because i've not (laughs) had my breakfast (laughs) anyway guys that was great stuff this week even if i do say so myself and i'm away. i'm away to check my emails from amazon again if you like the podcast we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it or even better leave a review or a simple rating on itunes or wherever you find your podcasts all that really helps people find Twa Team's One Street, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget to pick up your copy of The Tele Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tannadice, or go to thetille.co.uk to find out
2: how you can get the paper delivered right to your door.